Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and today we welcome on Jessica Seppel, who is a three times best selling health author. She is passionate about empowering people to give up dieting, nourish their bodies naturally, find balance with food, and embrace body love for life. Jess has always believed in the transformative power of vitamins and nutrients. JS Health Vitamins was a natural extension of the JS Health brand, born from her passion to provide high-quality supplements to her community. The range is specifically formulated to address various concerns and needs, from skin health and bloating to anxiety and sleep, to help restore the health and confidence that everyone deserves. Jess has kindly offered you, our beautiful community, a discount of her quality supplements. Simply head to jshealthvitamins.com and enter EQ15 to receive 15% off all products. Just as a heads up that today's podcast discusses anxiety, medication, and mental illness in some depth. This could be triggering for some people. So if that's you, maybe step away from this one. And if you do need help, please make sure you speak to your GP or if it's urgent, contact Lifeline's Crisis Support on 13 11 14. Let's get started. So Jess, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here, particularly after we had that sort of serendipitous moment of both of us being at Gaia at the same time. Welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for having me and I'm amazed at your work and I'm a bit upset that we didn't actually hang out at Gaia. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. I'm so sad that I realised after the event that I'm like, oh, you're there. We should do a retreat at Gaia. Let's do a retreat at Gaia. Definitely. We should really do that. We should do that with our teams. That would 100%. Be oh, that's, yeah. that is the girls out there. That's definitely their dream. Yeah, same with my team. And Let's then if we happen. I believe everything's possible. Let's I do, do it. too. They'll probably hold us to that now. <laughs> okay, well, the whole, all the listeners are going to really hold us to, hold us to that. <laughs> so just for my audience who don't know about the just amazing story you have and the incredible work that you're doing out there for well-being, could you give us some insights in terms of JS Health and your work and how you founded the company? Oh, it was such a it's so interesting when I look back because it was it's been such an organic um sort of in so many ways, um, an accident, Mm -hmm. the story of JS Health, because I studied health and nutrition literally 10 years ago now, way before the health industry was cool and trending. I did a Bachelor of Health after school and then followed by nutritional medicine. And in my fourth year of study, I started a blog, very candidly talking about um, my relationship with food, because most of my life I struggled with body image dysmorphia, negative sort of negative body image, disordered eating, um, fad dieting, restrictive eating, just a really broken relationship with food in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And during my nutrition studies, I started sort of evolving, changing. I was also in therapy, learning about the power of food and nutrients and sort of starting to heal my relationship with food. I use the word heal very cautiously Mm -hmm. because you never 100% healed, but really started sort of 
transitioning from being this fad dieter to becoming more of a whole food eater. And I did start sort of jotting down my thoughts and my feelings in a blog. And it was for myself for five months, it was private. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he took a look at it one day and he said, wow, this is really powerful because it was very, very transparent and vulnerable. My mom's a therapist. I, I'm very blessed because she's always encouraged us to be super, super vulnerable. I was always that friend who would be sitting, you know, around the tables talking about my feelings and how hard I I found things or just the imperfect parts of life. And I felt free to talk about them. And I was talking about them in the blog, um, sharing recipes that I was discovering that were making me feel excited again about the healthy life because as a fad diet, I was so restrictive, you know, living off diet foods, um, diet jelly, Diet Coke, artificial mm-hmm. sweeteners, and then learning about letting those foods go and then learning about the importance of whole foods and watching how my whole mind, body, and spirit started evolving and changing and transforming with those adjustments um, during my nutrition studies. And so, you know, to cut a long story short, the blog actually took off and there was no Instagram at the time. I think it was through Facebook. And I just remember getting so many views. I was like, wow, people are really relating to my honesty. Um, yeah, people were just, I think they were, I always say with Jay's Health, people come to the platform and feel relieved at the honesty. And I've always also said that being real is relatable. And mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with being real. <laughs> Maybe sometimes too much so. So um, I was writing about continuing to talk about my journey of, this transition from being the fat dieter to becoming more of a whole food eater, the recipes, the foods I was getting excited about again, all of the things that I was learning during my nutrition studies um, and continue to blog about that. And the blog really allowed me to sort of have a platform, which then turned into my first book. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my first book deal probably a year and a bit later, um, which turned into the second and third book, which turned into an eight week program. And again, just listening to what the community were asking, they were very, very excited about this new way. Are you telling me you can live your best and healthiest life without being on a fad diet mm-hmm. and torturing yourself, um, you know, with restriction and deprivation. Are you telling me that I can actually have a wholesome healthy relationship with my body and look in the mirror and actually start to love myself and feel confident again. And there just was a lot of excitement happening, which turned into this eight week program and people wanted sort of a more tangible way to experience the Jay's health life. They had the books to support them and then an app for those who like to access the Jay's health life in that way. And then three and a half years ago, I decided to create my own supplement range. I mean, there's a lot to say about that in itself because (laughs) my obsession and love for vitamins goes way back. I left out the part that I went into private practice after Mm -hmm. my studies. Um, And that's where I also, again, firsthand saw the power of food and nutrients and supplementation with my patients. And Mm -hmm. I also am so grateful for that time because I was face-to-face with women like we are here today and I could really hear what they were going through, digestion, stress, anxiety, sleep, body image. Um, and I would actually use that um, as content for the blog as well. Um, That's incredible, Jess, because I think a few things there. One is that life should be not about deprivation and I love that. You know, I think about this all the time. I say to my girlfriends, I kind of want to skid into my coffin at 97 with a Bollinger in one hand going, what a great ride, you know, and have that whole foods lifestyle and exercise and move and meditate. But it's okay to have a glass of wine on the weekend oh. and, and not live this life of complete deprivation and where we're punishing our bodies. And I think that's so punishing. true. 
And I mm-hmm. also use, you know, I often say like the number on the scale really was determining my self-worth. Mm-hmm. A big part of my philosophy is letting go of the scales. A big part of my ph- philosophy is being a flexible eater. So eating well most of the time, but giving yourself that 20, 30% of freedom to enjoy. And the body actually really thrives off that. Mm-hmm. Here on my holiday in Heyman, I'm, I was putting it on Instagram yesterday, just all my moments of indulging with the gelato and everyday wine, French rosé, <laughs> my community, know anything French, yes. pizza, everything, because it just really is about the body thrives off moderation. It's not so much about it's the body listens to what listens to what we do most of the time, not mm-hmm. sometimes. I love That's this. It. And also I love that you're not um addicted to the scales and the weigh-ins because oh, I threw them out years ago good me too and I think that's a huge message as well for our younger generation you know coming through and I think about this with my seven-year-old daughter I want to give her messaging around sweetheart let's go to the gym to be strong and let's have good energy rather than being skinny so I'm really yeah. mindful with that language uh and that's, like real. So, that's rare though and it's amazing Oh, well, thanks, Jess. I think you are like, you definitely, I think you're really soaring ahead in terms of this whole well-being space. And uh, I mean, what you've created is just absolutely remarkable. You and your husband should just be so proud of yourselves. And I was thinking, you know, this whole being real and vulnerability piece. And I think this is why I really connect with you. Because I remember last January, I had a mental health relapse, and I took the month off work. Uh, This is the beginning of 2021. Took a month off work, had to go back onto uh, SSRI. The one that I take is Zoloft. And I took a month off, paused the company, and then I came back and I was a real honest post to my community. And one of my best friends, Emily, said to me, I'm so proud of you for being so honest. And someone that you need to look into is this girl called Jessica. And she's got this company called JS Health. And she's just as honest and vulnerable as you. And I think oh. you can really relate to her story. So I went and read your story exactly. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I think the thing that I love about you, Jess, is that you work in this space. You're a clinical nutritionist. You have a supplement company. You do everything for your health and well-being. You have great social connections. You've got it all going on, right? And then I really feel like sometimes we just need a little bit more. Sometimes if our body just cannot produce enough, yeah. say, serotonin, we just need a little bit of extra help. And one of those things I wanted to talk to you about today is this misconception of mm. going on medication and why we kind of need to start viewing it as a, you know, as a nation and as a globe, it's just an extra tool in the toolkit. So I'd love to know your personal journey with that as well. If you're. Yeah, you can only imagine being a health figure in this Mm. industry, you know, preaching healthy food, healthy living, healthy exercise, balance, moderation, um, and saying, and I also believe in medication. I also believe in the Western medicine approach. And I have always, um, I actually did my prac with a doctor when I was in my study, when I was studying nutrition. So I've always had a belief in the power of nutrition Mm -hmm. and also the power of medicine always. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so interesting how it came to light during my own mental health sort of breakdown. I don't know if I like the word breakdown. It was actually an enlightenment journey Mm -hmm. for me in the end. Um, you know, I lost my best friend to mental health and that in itself actually set off my own sort of journey with it, which is so interesting. She was literally my best friend in the world, like my soul sister, two and a half. It was actually three years ago now that I lost her. And I, as a result of the trauma, 
yeah, from mental illness. So That's sorry. what began my journey. Heartbreaking. And I just, yeah, I was with her a couple of days before and what it's done is it's kind of sort of set this new journey for myself and my community of honesty and transparency around mental health, anxiety and medication, which I'm so grateful for. And that's definitely not the reason why I had this journey. There's, I feel like it's enlightened me as a human being to be a better person, wife, friend, boss, everything. Genuinely, mm-hmm. I said to my therapist other day, because she, she at the beginning of the journey, she said to me, one day you're going to say to me, actually... I think it's a it's a good thing that this awful experience, this mental health breakdown happened to you. You're going to say to me that you look back and you realize that it was a good thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was in such suffering um, and trauma and just distress that I never believed her. I was like, no, 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 this is too, mm-hmm. too painful. Um, and I'm at the point in my sort of journey when I'm still in therapy and I'm still going through it, but where I am starting to realize, oh, right this is a blessing. The pain, um, you know, has been a huge awakening for me as a human being. And that's why I often say to the community, please don't be afraid of the pain and the hard times. They Mm -hmm. often lead to us to a really special place in our lives. Um, And it just gives us so much hope to know that it really does. And pain does. My mom has said it my whole life, those who have endured pain and suffering really do live a more meaningful, rich life. And I'm absolutely certain about that. We are the yeah. lucky ones. We are the we lucky are ones. We are the lucky ones. And I think I love that it's just so well said. And I think we have to hit the pavement sometimes to grow yeah. without us having adversity or without us having um, challenge or change in our life. It's really hard to grow as a human being. And I love that your therapist and your doctor, your team said, you know, yeah you'll thank, you'll be grateful kind of, right, for this experience in your life yeah. because you're that person who you are today, Jess, is because of those 100%. experiences. And, you know, say there's someone listening and they're really nervous about going on medication. Yeah. What were you worried about? Because I know my own concerns in terms of this. I, th- I think I had a massive stigma to it. I used to yeah. say to my psychiatrist when I end up in hospital, but I eat organic and I do yoga and she's like, yeah. I don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> she said. Well, that's what yeah. I, you know, I, I think in the beginning I had a little bit of shame, mm. but in, if you have suffered from a mental health illness, there's some moments where you have no choice, Absolutely, um, which I know you've experienced. And I was at a point where I was like, so it, we, we, at this moment, we think it was a, a mixture of sort of high pressure work environment mixed with trauma, grief, and then an onset, this horrific anxiety. Um, and the beginning, I definitely was resistant. I remember for like the first six weeks I tried, you know, and I've got, I mean, I'm in the health industry. I have access to the most incredible people and supplements and everything and research. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, and at this moment I'm taking certain supplements that I am absolutely certain are helping my mental health alongside, where's my Zoloft? Right here. Yeah. Alongside <laughs> my Zoloft. Um, and both, like I know the days when I'm taking both my saffron, my fish oil, my probiotic with mm-hmm. my, I know that it's helping me feel better. So mm-hmm. It's just the power of knowing that both are important, having my healthy morning routine, having a healthy life, eating well, and also being able to take medication. So the first six weeks, there was a bit of shame. And I thought, hang on a second. I'm not sure. I think I can do this on my own. Um, and then I just got to the point where I had no, for my my story is that I actually just had no choice. I wasn't in any way suicidal. I just 
I, I just was not functioning. Um, I just was not wanting to get up in the day. And I, I just, yeah, I just had no choice. And it's funny because the minute I started taking it, I didn't, I didn't feel this. I just, maybe it was because of the fact that I studied with the doctor when I was in private practice and I've always believed in the power of Western medicine. There wasn't as much shame as you would expect, especially being in the health industry, being this health author, you know, everything looks so perfect and saying, hello, everyone, I'm now on Zoloft and SSRI medication. Um, I expected myself to feel more shame and Mm. maybe it's because I lost someone so, so, so close to me to mental health that I was like, hang on a second, guys, we are so lucky to have access to help. And I really, I want to say to anyone else listening, what I think is so important is a team, mm-hmm. a really good team of people. So for me, it was, I'm very blessed to be a nutritionist and I know, and I have access to sort of the nutrition world and the supplements that have brilliant research when it comes to supporting emotional and mental health, which I'm happy to even, we can give a discount code to your community, but so I have access to that side, but then having an incredible integrative GP doctor, having a really, really, really well-experienced psychiatrist and a therapist who specializes in what you are struggling with. Because mm-hmm. I did go through a variety of therapists who really, and you know, it's not their fault, but just were not trained in what I was really going through, which was trauma anxiety and then an onset actually OCD for me very Mm -hmm. much OCD thoughts I used to have intrusive thoughts and I thought they would come true Mm -hmm. I would have thoughts of losing my loved ones like my husband and my family and then actually it developed um it's now actually termed pure O OCD Mm -hmm. and I encourage people to research that it's Mm -hmm. They say it's actually the mental illness on the rise the most. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a great resource resource called the OCD stories just to get an insight into if you're struggling with sort of intrusive thoughts, anxious thoughts, thoughts that like really scare you and you think that they might be real or they sort of doubt you. as They thoughts that make you question yourself as a person. Yes. Um, why am I having these thoughts? These thoughts are normal to have. So it normalizes intrusive thoughts and anxiety. So anyway, that, that's what the trauma sort of onset this, you know, in the beginning they thought it was psychosis. Mm-hmm. Then we realized, no, it was intrusive thoughts that had led to sort of OCD type perfectionist thoughts, thinking and not understanding that my thoughts are separate from myself. So just began that whole journey. Um, so having a team of people is so important. Um, I mean, I might even go further and say a naturopath on top of that. Mm-hmm. And I know these things can sound expensive, but there is no better and greater investment. And here in Australia, we're so lucky and fortunate to have the mental health plan where you can have 10 sessions, I think, or more with a therapist Mm. covered by Medicare. Um, Seeing a psychiatrist is often also mostly covered Mm -hmm. by Medicare. Medications are very affordable. And I'm not saying medication is for everyone. And I also want to say that I trialed another medication prior to this that did not work for me. In fact, Mm -hmm. it did make me feel worse. Mm -hmm. And that is the issue when you're suffering and in so much pain, there is no space and time to have a medication make you feel worse. That's what I found very frustrating. Uh I'm like, I used to say to my mom and my therapist, but guys, I'm so, I'm not feeling okay. I can't, I can't afford to have a medication that makes me feel worse. That's why I think it's really important to see to be closely monitored by a psychiatrist who can monitor your symptoms as you start a medication. 
and just it might not be for you. You know, it's a hundred percent. I cannot reinforce that enough or encourage that enough to the people that are listening like and I'm exactly the same I've got a a GP here in Gerringong I've got my integrative GP in Sydney I have an amazing psychologist I have amazing psychiatrist so you end up having this team around you that can support your your journey I take supplements I think the JS Health brand is incredible and I think it's all about having those tools in the toolkit and it's that also, way. I think people feel like you're going to be numb or you're going to gain weight or you're going oh, to. Yes. They're very worried about the side effects. They're really worried about the side effects. And it's really interesting. You know, I always say to my psychiatrist, I'm like, I feel like I've got a sharper memory on Zoloft or I feel like I have better sleep or, and where you're saying, you know, what it enables us to do is function at a normal level where every other human being is functioning so we can sleep. We've got a sharper clarity of thought. We can, you know, get things done because we both have busy lives uh, but they're great and so I think you know that's such an important message is working with yours if you can see your GP first get a mental health care plan go and see your psychologist and psychiatrist for medication and work with them on that because as you're saying like there's not any other better investment than our health our health is truly our wealth and if it gets taken away from us not only impacts us right it just directly impacts everyone I always say instead of buying Instead of buying the bag, I I invest in my health. You know, I really do. My best friend tried to get me to buy like a beautiful bag a couple of weeks ago. And I, you know, I was like, you know, this is not me. I actually rather would invest in my health, in my supplements, in my doctors. At this point, I just, it's all that matters to me at this point in my life. You know, I, it's so interesting because I also want to say that I struggled with my own pain and mental health when my business was at its peak of success. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. And it's just so interesting how that happens. It's like what mental health struggles do is they really do just continue to remind you of what matters that is every so day, every moment of the day, like every moment of the day. Like if I'm having a crazy work day and I mean, every day things go wrong, I'm just putting out fires and mm. it just doesn't get to me the same way because I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, oh, Jess, you're feeling so well. You have a bit of mental health and peace today. And by the way, I have some really hard days too. Mm. But if I'm sitting at my desk and I'm feeling well and there's all this work stuff happening, I'm just grateful to be here with mental health and peace, support my medication, my doctors, an incredible family that are supporting me. Like it's just what mental health struggles do is, yeah, they just continue to ground you down to what matters the most. And it's this continual journey, right, of investment into ourselves. And I'm just going to quickly touch on what you just mentioned there around your company was soaring, yet you had a mental health crisis. And I think that is such an, a fascinating and interesting message to get out to the audience because people think mental illnesses only happen when you're in a crisis. Not particularly so. And I was the same last January. We worked with 100,000 people the year before. I just signed a book deal. We bought a house. Things were like on fire. My life couldn't be any better. And I relapsed. And I feel like the universe did that to me because I'd signed the book deal and I was going to do a book on, and I wasn't actually going to talk about medication in the book. And when that happened, I thought, Yeah, it was a blessing. It was such a blessing because now we have a chapter in the book called Your Toolkit. And I'm so open about medication because, again, you could have great gut health. You could be surfing every day. Your vitamin D and iron levels are great. You're taking your supplements. You, you know, you all mm. everything is working well for you, and you still need more. Well, they do also say on that note, and I thank you so much for sharing that because absolutely, mental health 
decline can happen truly at any time. Mm. You could be on a vacation having the time of your life and suddenly things start. (laughs) It can happen out of nowhere. But they do say the more you have to lose is the moment sometimes that can spark Mm -hmm. a mental. So if you were at the height of your career, you know, bought the house, happy family, everything feels so precious to you. Mm It can make the brain feel like, but what am I? What if I lose it all? Absolutely, um, and that's what I I know for me for me personally, that's what I started struggling with as well. And I think it did probably onset the mental health decline for me is that I just felt like I had so much to be thankful for, and what if I lost it all? Mm. Um, and that pressure of that and. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We take on a lot, you know. You take on a lot, and I think one of my and and the great thing is about these conversations is that it's helping people be brave to talk about it. Two is to know what your symptoms and signs are, so you can pick it up early in the piece. So as soon as last January happened, I became hypermanic and I didn't sleep that night after signing the book deal because the anxiety insomnia was like back in like a beast. The very next morning I knew what I had to do and my husband's like, darling, let's call the psychiatrist, let's get you straight back onto medication because I'd been off medication at that stage for about six mm-hmm. to nine months. And, and I think now, it's also important. Yeah, if I had to let that go, right, if I didn't know what that was, if I had to let those mm-hmm. signs and symptoms go, that would have spiralled into severe depression, you know, and I could end up in a really big hole of darkness. But because I acted quickly, you can get on. So the quicker you can kind of arrest the symptoms, the quicker you can make a recovery. Would you Would you agree with that? 100%. And that, I was just like thinking how powerful this conversation is because what I think is lacking is the conversation around it. Because mm-hmm. if you're hearing us today and you're struggling with something in terms of mental health, just knowing that some other people are struggling and understanding what they utilize to help them. Yes. I did feel like, listen, I, as I say, blessed to be in the midst of the health industry, access to everything and everyone. Yes. Yes. And I did feel like I didn't know who to turn to for help. Mm-hmm. I had to go and explore myself, mm-hmm. the best psychiatrist for these symptoms, the best psychologist for these like. I had to go and do my own research and that's why I think these conversations are so important because mm-hmm. we've gathered some of the, we've had the experience, we've gathered some of the resources that we can share. Mm-hmm. But without that, you know, it's really, it can be a really lonely illness. And I just want to say mm-hmm. to anyone else out there, like let's just continue this conversation because mm-hmm. it really, it, 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 I think it actually saves lives. Absolutely. Um, but what were you, sorry, I'm so sorry, what was your question again? Uh, so I'm just, as we're kind of coming into the whole, you know, like we've got, so we've talked about the company and that the medication and like not only are we owning that mental illness stigma, but owning that sort of medication stigma as well, which I think is really, really important to turn up the noise. And as you are mentioning, Jess, medication isn't for everyone. Some people might only need to be on it for a year. Others may need to be on it for their lifetime. Some medications may not work for you. So please make sure you do reach out and speak to the experts. And we will add all those uh, resources into the show notes. But I was going to ask, you know, in terms of, I mean, you do so much for yourself with health and well-being. You are, you've got an incredible company that JS Health. You've got access to all the most incredible resources. If you could choose three, okay, so out of everything that you do, what are your top three things, like your tips, your practices, the things that you do to really recharge your mental health? Mm, It's really interesting because we both did the same thing over the last couple of weeks, which for me is very hard at first, but makes the world of difference, which is a social media break. Mm -hmm. It's people like 
don't believe me, but like I personally was off social media for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you guys, I had withdrawals. Like I, my anxiety <laughs> went up, you know, because it's just so easy and it's like you're so, it's an addiction. Um, and I went off for three weeks. How liberating is that though? I like, truly believe. Like it's the I most tr- liberating thing ever. I, I have like a, a theory that the scrolling Mm-hmm. And the constant checking of the phone is doing something in the brain that's doing, and then causes the brain to do constant checking and constant scanning and constant thinking and constant level, and then brings up the anxiety. Mm-hmm. My own theory is that it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the constant checking that's causing the brain to be quite distressed. Absolutely. Um, so having a break of, from social media is extraordinarily important. Now I'm extreme, <laughs> just my personality, I'm an Aries. <laughs> um I I just do that every year but what I try and do is one day on the weekend so Sunday I try and like be off but the other thing is I do the other thing I do and I'll even show you proof (laughs) is I delete Instagram the whole day I I don't have it on my phone yeah 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 I only I only download it when I need to be on it for work two to three times a day. And then so what the main amazing thing about that is that I do not wake up and scroll. So Mm -hmm. I don't have Instagram or Facebook on my or emails on my phone. So when I wake up in the morning, I can have, and that was one of my notes here, I have a really wholesome morning routine that's peaceful and I don't have any temptation to scroll because what everyone is doing is waking up and scrolling. And I believe that starts the day on an anxious note. Mm -hmm. So we want to start the day on a peaceful note and it sets the tone for the day. So I actually am extreme and I delete all apps the night before. So I do not have access to scroll in the morning. And then I commit to a 30 minute practice, which is normally before I had COVID would just be a 20 or 30 minute yoga flow or Pilates, um, coffee. I do a little meditation or manifestation series on my balcony and I get ready and go to work like everyone else. Um, but I just, the no checking of the phone is like a huge part of my morning routine, mm-hmm. emails, Instagram, Facebook, they're all off. Like they literally, I do not have the apps on my phone. Um, so that's a huge part of my mental health support every single day. And if I don't, if I start the day with anxiety and checking, I notice that my anxiety starts rising through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing for me, so social media sort of boundaries and a break are like very important to me personally. Sleep is just the game changer. Yeah. When I have not enough sleep, I'm much more irrational and I'm much more prone to anxiety. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Me too. So I check in with myself. So if I'm having a more anxious day, how did I sleep the night before? I personally take sleep medication. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm very honest. It's great. I, you right. know, I, I like, I take um, something that I know I will sleep every night. I also take my JS Health PM Plus vitamins. Again, I've noticed an ex- a huge difference taking yeah. both together. So I take the magnesium and the lavender oil extract, which has brilliant research for sleep and calming down the nervous system. And then I take a sleep medication just because the anxiety was too high when I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And I needed to know that I would sleep. But if I, or sometimes I don't sleep that well still, and I try and either have an early night that night or try and have a nap. Now, a nap doesn't necessarily mean you need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's closing down the eyes for 20 minutes. And I, I, 
that 20 minute, it's like, as they all say, the power nap, it really does revitalize you. But just checking in with yourself if you had enough sleep can really help. And then allowing yourself to have a shit day if you are struggling. <laughs> like my therapist said to me, I was having a really hard, anxious week last week, funnily enough, when I had COVID. I'm not sure if the two were related. Mm. And she goes, I have, because I do homework, I'm very, very, I have a therapist who's incredible with mm-hmm. making sure I do my homework, which I think has led to my recovery. And she said to me, this is your homework for the week have the shittest week (laughs) feel it she goes feel the pain feel the hardship feel the challenge just know this week is so shitty it's messy it's shitty it's dirty it's imperfect you're going to be so irrational you're going to just like you're going to be exhausted from covid Mm -hmm. um that is your homework like literally immerse yourself in the shittiness of this week because next week will be better so what I want to say about that is yeah. give yourself permission to have really hard days. I have great weeks. Mm-hmm. In those great weeks, I have a couple really hard times and days where yeah. my anxiety's up, I'm not sleeping well, I'm doubting myself, I'm doubting myself as a boss, whatever it might be. Um, and I've now started giving myself permission to have those bad feelings. I think so many of us fight that. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be having that. We shouldn't be feeling bad. We shouldn't be feeling low. No, actually – Give yourself permission to it because you then you go into it and then you come out of it. There's no that. resistance. There's no resistance. So, like my tip to anyone is give yourself permission to have harder days, harder times. It will get better. 100 percent It always does. Always. And I think that's always. a beautiful message. You know, even listening to the messages of your emotions and going, how interesting anxiety's turned up today. Hello, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> Let's see Welcome what you do. Don't push it yeah. away because push unfortunately. Away, yeah. There's just no point. It's no. just more energy trying to push it away and you're just going to immerse yourself in discomfort. You know, that's yes. something my therapist has really helped me with is yes. being okay with the feeling of discomfort that anxiety or depression or low mood or self-doubt brings up. It's very uncomfortable for us and sitting with that. And when you own it, I feel like it no longer owns you. Do you know what 100%. I mean? Like 100%. 100%. Ah, I, I, I you know yeah and just like running away from it you're just like you know what I'm trying to run away from anxiety don't want it don't want it don't want it I'm a nice person why do I have it you know what you're vulnerable to it it's genetics you're vulnerable to anxiety you're gonna have to own it you have it so it's just working that was my if I'm being honest that was my biggest thing too I feel like we're very similar it was Hmm. why me why me yeah that I'm such a good person I live every day just trying to help people live a better life why me? Why do I have to suffer like this? Like my husband, my sisters, they are very much blessed with stable mental health. They've never really struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, of course they have their own struggles, but I was always the one in the family that had much more sensitive emotions to everything. Mm -hmm. And I kept through the mental health journey, I kept thinking, why me? Why me? And truly what I want to say is I am the blessed one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I have endured much more adversity and challenge personally than some others. And I just do believe it has, it is leading me to a much more rich and meaningful life. And it's wonderful. It's It's wonderful. And I, it is hard though in the, in the pain of it to not say, why me? Like, and I think it's nice that we're saying this to anyone else who's struggling, like, cause there is Mm -hmm. that feeling of why do I have to suffer? Mm -hmm. But I also want to say, everyone is suffering mm-hmm. with something and we're just honest about it absolutely and we're just the honest ones 
we're just being honest and I think that's you know that and you will feel that why me the darkness and, and all that kind of stuff and I remember when I left the hospital unit and my psychiatrist said I think you should go to the Nantin Temple as part of your treatment and do loving kindness compassion meditation so it's a big temple down here in near Wollongong yeah I've so, seen it like she was just a weapon my psychiatrist she's so amazing and so I went there and I remember meditating and I was saying to one of the Buddhist monks I'm like you know, why has this happened to me? And he just put his hand on on my arm and he said, well, why not you? He said, you know, this is going to be your true calling. And I'm like, and that was so powerful. Uh, it gave me goosebumps. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go study psychology. I'll set up a mental health company. I was going to say, hasn't it led, hasn't it led to so many of your blessings? So many like if you hadn't struggled... If you mm. hadn't struggled, do you think you'd be where you are now? No way. I'd still be living in Sydney doing a corporate role. Like there's no way I would be here in no way. I know. My mum's so weird that we're having this conversation because she called me this morning because, as I said last week, I had a bit of a like a rocky week with my anxiety mm-hmm. during COVID and she said, have you ever thought how life would be for you without mm-hmm. your struggle over the last three years? And I said, funny enough, I have thought about it and I think I don't know if I would change anything Mm -hmm. like it's an amazing thing like during the mental health struggle you want to change it all you're like this needs to end yes and she said I don't know if you would have the success and you know the relationships that you have if you didn't go through what you went through that is so true and my psychiatrist actually said something really beautiful around anxiety and depression she said you know Chels I want you to start being grateful that you have anxiety she said without it you wouldn't be this go get a driven double engine person. She's like, you're someone who can bounce out of bed without needing a coffee. And I'm like, oh, no, I still would love a coffee if that's all right with you. She's like, yeah, you can still have coffee. And um, and she said without depression, it's really hard to feel the full spectrum of emotions. So she was saying her, her depressed patients feel the sadness and the rain, but they also get ultimate sunshine. So they get this beautiful array of, of emotions. Mm. You just feel and things more. You feel things more. And I thought, what a lovely way to look at it. So what a nice. beautiful way to change that. your mindset on that. Uh, Jess, that. you have been such an absolute diamond of a human being. Thank you for oh, sharing yes, your story. Thank you for sharing your story with me. I read your story when I was having my relapse in January. And I feel like, you know, when you are unwell, and you know you will get better when you've gone through it a few times on your journey. You know it, it, you'll get better in the time. Sometimes you can't see it. But you are looking, when you're in the trench, looking for other stories of people like you that have got through it and you read those stories. Continue. That's all I do really when I'm sick. I'm like, let me read Jessica Rowe's book around how she recovered. Let me read, you know, because yeah. you're like. It's it, feeling it, of feeling less alone. It's feeling less alone. And uh, and I am so grateful for a what you're doing out there as a thought leader in the wellness space and and the company you've created and the leader that you are with your company there, but also just how good you are with the community and the globe around your honesty and vulnerability. And from my grateful heart to yours, thank you so much for giving thank us your time. And Thanks for all that you do for everyone because I honestly think conversations like this are, are life-saving and changing. So thank yeah, you. Me too. Thank you. And I hope everyone loved the talk. And if you like something on this podcast, please screenshot it and tag Jessica and myself in. Uh, we're at EQ Minds. And Jess, what's the best handle for you? Is it the JS Health one or? Yeah, just at JS Health. Is at JS, at JS Health. Health. Beautiful. And, and let's organize a little discount code for your community. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. The vitamins are incredible. I particularly like the magnesium. I'm a massive oh, advocate of magnesium. And I have to say 
because everything I do with the vitamins is based upon the research. I'm so fortunate mm-hmm. to get sent you know, the most updated research to me. And I do want everyone to look into the research now on saffron extract. Mm. Um, there's 22 plus clinical trials showing its support for mental health and mental well-being um, in in conjunction or instead of an SSRI. I, as wow. you know, I take both, but yeah. I just would like everyone to. I like people. I'm not someone who likes to sell my own products. I like mm. people to do their own research and have a look into the research themselves to to understand how powerful nutrients can be or extracts, but also, of course, medication and mm-hmm. having some research into psychiatrists would be good too. Well, I'm going to try your saffron for sure. That's going to go. send it to you right away. Will you send me your address? I will do. Thank you so much, darling. Thank Have you so much, everyone. Yeah. everyone. This podcast is for information purposes only. Any advice is not a substitute for medical guidance. Any use of information contained in this podcast is used at the user's own risk.